Hello, beautiful listeners. And if you are one of the people listening to this on the day that it uploads, one, I love you. Thank you so much for listening. And two, you're not going to want to miss the launch that Brightside Candles is having today at 6 p.m. Eastern time. If you want to snag a discount, go ahead and sign up for our membership at thehamembership.com and you can support our podcast while getting some awesome exclusive discounts. And again, sign up at thehamembership.com. And to the episode! Hello and welcome to the HGA Book Club. I'm Sarah Tool. I'm a romance author. With me is my best friend and co-host, Kelsey. Hello, everyone. And we are joined by Bridget from Romance at a Glance, which is so exciting. They were like one of the first romance podcasts I listened to and why I started the one, so. Oh, that's so nice. Hi, thanks for having me. And we're going to do a little like mashup. So we're going to talk about books we haven't talked about yet on the podcast. So you guys are all very lucky. You won't hear me talk about the world's foresight anymore. <laughs> we're this episode alone. And we'll talk about ones we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> and then we'll talk about reasons why we DNF books, like the petty, silly reasons and things like that over on Romance at a Glance after. I, for one, am excited about this because I feel like, I don't know if you guys are the same, but I read so many more books than we actually review. It's like impossible to do as many reviews on podcast form as we read. And I also, Shawnee listens to all of our podcasts on audiobook, listens to our podcast, listens to the books on audiobook. So she, obviously, it takes longer to listen to a book than to read it. So like for every one book we review, I probably read like, I don't know, 10 or so. Yeah. Maybe not that many, three four five so i'm excited about this heck yeah i can i can relate because summer and i read at two very different rates so similar we're both reading but we read at vastly different rates are you the fast reader kelsey or the slower reader i am the fast reader of the group here the book dragon yes it's hard because okay so i don't know how far ahead you guys plan so sometimes we only plan yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe three maybe three weeks in advance, but sometimes we plan like we'll plan a whole whole twelve week season. So we already know the next twelve books we're reading, and that's so hard for me because once it's on the list, I'm like, well, I should read it, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my god, Bridget, we're not gonna record this for like six weeks. What's wrong with you? Like, don't read it. But then also I got obsessed with that author or that story, so then I read like the four other related books, and then I like went on this like deep dark well, and then Shawnee's like on the podcast i mean just what is wrong with you like i have no control of my mood rating none at all that's that's so valid it's like okay maybe i can get myself to wait a week like a week before to read it but then i'll still manage to read the entire series within that one week even when i'm like good and i'm not reading it too far in advance because i want to be able to remember it but yeah there goes the entire series gone out the window already has been observed Yeah, and then you got to loop back to book one just to, like, refresh, like, uh-oh, which characters are we really talking about? I don't want to spoil too much of the whole series. It's good times. <laughs> I'm lucky if I finish the book I'm supposed to read for the week. <laughs> like, we'll be getting, like, towards the end of the episode, and Kelsey might ask me a question. I'm like, that's an awesome question, and we'll find <laughs> out when I finish it. 
Because also usually we read different books for each episode. Oh, so we I love that. Review. Yeah, it's very scattered, really. We generally like we'll pick a trope and some books that kind of fit on the next. I'm a dark romance reader. Kelsey's more rom-con. So we're not going to be reading the same books anyways. And then usually we'll have like a guest read another book within that trope. And we kind of talk about the books and kind of just go off the rails. Okay. I love that. I actually like that because we accidentally did that in our dark romance season because I read the wrong book. So Shawnee had to like tell me the story of what the book we were supposed to read was. And then I told her the story. Same author. It's just the wrong book. And so she, and then I told her the story. And it was actually quite fun to both, especially because it was dark romance, which was off the rails in general. It was fun to say like, oh, and then what happened? Oh my God, that's crazy. Like, it was actually a very enjoyable episode to record. I'm like fangirling. I listened to your like devil's episode. It's like the devil mm-hmm. advocate or something like that by Ashley and Jade, I think. And I was so like, on. it's when I was like tipping my toes into a dark romance. And I was like, you know what? Like, this book sounds crazy. Like, I think I should read it and I'll be my judge. And I read it and I was like, like, this is what we're talking about. Like, I can do this. <laughs> like, we're good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you can dip your toes in with Ashley Jade and you feel fine, I say, like, go deep into the dark because that book was crazy. Like, the if you guys haven't read The Devil or The Devil's Advocate, I highly recommend it. It is very spicy and very, like, there's a lot of different pairings of different characters. So it's a duology. You have to read both. It's a cliffhanger in the middle. But they're both not super long. So it's almost like one super long book, but she split it up into, like, a good midway point but there's like there's like flashbacks there's like male 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 female male old like teacher student there's like like there's a there's just like a lot going on and it's dark romance so there's just like some like non-con dub con it's good times it's good times yeah there's just like a lot like i there's a lot (laughs) like i remember there being plot twists but like i can't tell you what the plot was i just know that there were twists oh (laughs) There were there were like four, three or four different twists where I was like, oh, okay, we're going a new way. Okay, I'm into that. Have you read Avril Ashton yet? No. <gasps> oh, you have to. If you like dark romance. So we read, I forget which one we actually re- reviewed on the podcast of hers, but Call the Coroner is the one that was recommended to us, but it didn't have an audiobook. And basically the premise is that they're full like mafia assassins but for different mafias and one's like for like the greek mafia and one's for he's from south america but i forget if they ever established like which country he's from or cartel he's from and the one guy kills the wife of the first guy so the first guy kidnaps him to torture him to death but then while he's torturing them he's like ooh, feeling some lusty wrong feelings and then things get crazier from there anyways all of her books are very dark and very very steamy and she writes the steam so 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 well i like her a lot okay i gotta put a pause on this loving this conversation but we missed our weekly hots if anyone listens to our podcast you know that me and shawnee are classic over shares so i don't know i feel like i had like a few because i always have a few but One was I had a lovely interlude in the pantry. For those of you who are parents of young children, you know all about the pantry because some days you just need to close the door and have an interlude. So I had a lovely interlude with the sweet husband in the pantry while my children were in the other room. 
It's like fun because if you ever think about like a suspense romance where they're like trying to be quiet because like the killer is on the loose or something like that and they really shouldn't be having sex. Shawnee says, but I always say they absolutely should be having sex. And like, that's kind of how it is. You have to be like quieter than normal. And you have to, you know, you have to be like quick. So it's like, it's got that like exciting. It's almost got that feeling if you've ever like had sex or like hooked up with someone in, in like a semi-public place or a public place, like where there's that like, we could be caught. You don't want to be caught your children, obviously, but like, it's still that same like adrenaline feeling of like, we have to get it in while we can. (laughs) So I was probably like my best one of the week. I know. What about you guys? I have to ask a follow-up question. Please. Do you ever have concerns that your kids are going to hear the podcast one day? Like, the no. Dig it up and somehow listen to all these things? No. Because by the time they would be, like, listening to podcasts on their own device, which I was not controlling, you know, they're going to be, like, middle schoolers or something like that. And by then, well, I mean, as me, as their mother, we will already have like talked about sex. Like they can name all the body parts of their entire anatomy as well as the male anatomy. Like, and they're almost three and almost five. Like there won't be, you know, there won't be any secrets in terms of like what sex is, how sex works. Like I will a hundred percent be already giving them romances. I will start of course with like the PG sort of closed door rom-coms. And then as they get older, we will work our way through, you know, and talk about them. Cause I think, you know, my mom was very open about sex. Shawnee's was not. And, you know, I think in general, it's just better to be like sex positive and like very. So I don't, I don't think I'll feel weird about it. I think I'll be like, yeah, your mom's a sassy bitch. Like, you know that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this is not going to be like a shock to them that they're going to be like, oh, my God, mom, it, you're Martha Stewart at home and you swear on this podcast. Like, I swear in front of my children now. And they know, like, where words are adult words. And occasionally, like, one of them will, like, stub their toe and be like, fuck. And I'll be like, oh, that's an adult word. And they're like, okay, mom. And they're like, then can I say, you know, and they'll, like, stub some other okay. word in. And I'm like, yeah, feel free. Go nuts. But, yes, I don't think I'm not worried about it. I mean, my, like, mom has listened to the podcast. My sister listens. My other sister listens. Like, I'm sure some of my friends have tuned in here or there. To the, my brother listens to the podcast sometimes. So, like, you know, it is what it is. Sound public. Like, no, I love that. That's, like, in, I think our ideals perfectly align. Like, that's the best way that you yeah. could handle it. I would, like, I, would, I don't know. I'd hate for, like, like, I'm very PD, PDA friendly. That's not even the right way to say it. I have... Yeah, like I have no secrets, but I'm a teacher, so I have to keep my secrets mm. at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, like when I do have kids one day, like Summer and I both, like we're going to be the overtly sex positive family. Oh. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I see that as being the positive route to take, especially because I have high school kids and I see what happens when you have sex positive families and when you have clothes shame shamed families and what that does and it rules me every single time yeah I mean my husband like kiss in front of our kids all the time and hug and you know we'll like snuggle on the couch and like some days they're like let me snuggle with you and then some days they're like mommy daddy you're snuggling and kissing we're like and we tell them like you know dad me and mommy daddy are going on dates because you know well why aren't we coming because we love each other and like we're married we need time to be here by ourselves and you know whatever I just I do have the little like the little it looks like a little rose the little vibrator looks like a little rose the one that's like for your clit only do you know what I'm talking about 
Yes. And bright red, looked so cute. <laughs> it was sitting by my bathtub. And my two-year-old was like, hey, mom, what's this? And she like, picked it up and I was like, excuse me, are you allowed to touch mommy's things without asking? She's like, no. She put it down. And I said, that's mommy's toy. That is not a toy for children. She was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, toy. And I was like, one day you'll know my sweet girl, but that's mommy's toy. Don't touch my shit. <laughs> <laughs> it does exceptionally look like a bath toy. It does. And it is really pretty. It's bright colored, like... I mean, I, if someone, if I saw it in a room, I would have picked it up too. Thank you, Entangled Publishing, for sending it to me. It's a delight. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. But, but they're, you know, they're still a little too young to ask, like, what is the toy for? But I'm sure at some point they'll ask me and I'll tell them. And, you know, you don't have those lusty wrong feelings yet, but someday you will, my sweet girl. Yeah. (laughs) Kelsey, do you have a weekly hot? Yes. Other than your fever. <laughs> okay. Way to kill my joke because it was going to start with my fever. So thank you for that. Oh. <laughs> so it was going to start with my fever. And then I was going to say, PSA, fun fact. If you masturbate when you are sick, like if you have enough energy to masturbate, what it does to clear out the sinuses and also the scientific evidence on how it boosts your immune system is phenomenal. So... Am I getting over COVID at a rapid rate because I'm masturbating so much? I'd like to think yes. I'd like to say yes, too. Same goes for pregnancy for all you pregnant folks out there. <laughs> I'm masturbating at least, one, at, least, at least once a day. It doesn't make you go quicker. That shit lasts for fucking ever. But it does, <laughs> it does help, help with your mood because you get some some chemicals up in there, which is nice. And just in general, I feel like sometimes it's hard in pregnancy to fall asleep or just in general, depending on who you are. And I feel like if I'm like tossing and turning in bed, all you need is one good O and you're just like, I'll like let your body's like, well, we've done what we came here to do, friends. <laughs> this conversation about bed- bedtime masturbating reminds me of just another thing that I think is very handy. And that could be my weekly hot because it's at least weekly. And... <laughs> is Quinn Audio. It's an app. It's like erotic audio stories. And I love it because it's like ethical porn. And I think people should get on the the audios because you can wear your eye mask and you're just like out like a light. That's right. I, I will tell one for Shawnee, even though she's not here. So Shawnee, speaking of audio, likes to listen to erotic scenes from books while having sex with her partner or she will give him one earbud and she will have one and then they will like listen to it together not acting it out but just while they're banging so highly recommend that from shawnee to you 10 out of 10 i love that that's such a great yeah. idea yeah and she has her like she calls them her like what does she call them? like her one shots or her i don't know i don't remember what she has a funny term for them but the books that she knows, like, oh, this is the chapter. I have bookmarked the chapter. I'm ready to go when I need a quickie. And I and I already know the story that will get me there. Smart lady. Sorcery as well. In the best way. Sorcery? No, resourceful. Resourceful. <laughs> Sorcery? <laughs> the female orgasm. Sorcery. Sorcery. Here's my though. They, like, burned burned people for like masturbating like and they're like they're witches yeah have you ever seen those chastity belts like an actual chastity belt i think i have yeah oh good i just 
just Not feels that. like, you know, you would want everyone to be happy and enjoying it. My first three books were historical romances, so I had to do some, like, research on, like, what words I could use and, like, clitoris. It, it's, like, the root is in, like, ancient Greece or something, but, like, referring to it as a clitoris in any sense other than, like, anatomy wasn't until, like, the early 1900s, I think, and then clit as a word wasn't used until like either the 60s or 70s so like they're just ignoring that for eons like i mean we're not surprised half of the people today still don't know where it is i love those but where it's like hey can you point to the clitoris and they like show a diagram or hey like what's your vulva and no one knows what it is and it's like it's funny but it's also just like really sad like as to where sex education has just missed the boat on that or all the guys who think that the tampon different tampon like weights or how big your vagina is yes like the size of your vagina dumb as rocks i just saw a thing on tiktok today that was how uh, a woman asking how many tampons yes that these men thought that it would take and some guys were like four and she was like a day and they were like a week or I don't know. Wait, is that that that's now I'm thinking that's too little. And I was like, oh, weak. Like, if you've ever been around a woman ever in modern society, you have heard them say, or watch television or a film in which a character has their period, which happens often. They like it comes up enough that people are like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom to change my tampon. So how could they only have four in a whole week? Yeah. That's not even one a day. At least one guy was smart. His answer was like, well, a box is like, what, like 15? So probably I'd say like the, uh, however many are in a box, probably like 15 or so. And I was like, at least that's a smart answer to me. I'm like, okay, yeah, like you could assume, probably not always true, but like you could assume if you sell me a box, that's for like one period cycle. So 15, I'm like, okay, it's like probably like five or six days if you're lucky. Like, okay, that could be a reasonable, but like four, like four in a day on my heaviest flow easily. I don't wear tampons anymore, but when I did, Jesus. Well, it tells me when they ask where the, like the sticky flops of a pad go, like 99% of them think it's like, it sticks to your vagina. No way. Yes. Yes. Does to that? Why would you stick something to your leg? Like that's so crazy. (laughs) That doesn't make sense at all. Boys are stupid. I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm married to someone who is not dumb. Like if someone asked him that question, he would be like, "Well, my wife uses a diva cup. However, she has to change it. He would have like a whole thing. Like on her heaviest day, she changes the diva cup a couple times a day. She tells me it's a lot of blood. Like she's bleeding like a horse. Therefore, but like you would have a whole. He and like if you ask him where the okay. sticky part goes, it's insane. If someone showed you pets, they could stick to our legs, not the underwear, obviously. And also, he's seen me in like. And put in the pads after I had my children, like the gigantic, enormous ones that absorb all of the, the blood after you've given birth. So he knows how to put a pad in. Like, I just think that's also like, it's obviously a feeling of our education system that they like make things so 
like female thing. So female. Oh, we can't tell the whole class about, God forbid, a period. But also I feel bad for like, like, I feel like, like my brother knew all that stuff. Like my mom made sure to tell him like, someday you are a straight man. Your partner will have a period. This is what a period is. This is what she needs. This is how you can support her during that period. This is like your sisters have periods. If they ask you to go get tampons, you don't throw a fit. You go ask what size they want, what brand they like, and you go and purchase them. Like, this is a fact of life. You don't have to deal with it. Feel blessed. Like, but you should know about it. Like, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a, I'm happy now that the trend seems to be towards more education and people can find out more online. We didn't have, like, when I was little, we didn't get, like, dial-up internet until I was in, like, fifth or sixth grade. So, like, I'm happy now that, you know, when kids get their periods, if their parents aren't someone who's going to tell them, they could just, like, Google it and be like, what the fuck's going on? And then see, like, a very detailed YouTube video on, like, yeah. how to put in their, their own tampon or something like that. Absolutely. I didn't want to put on a tampon right for, I think, six years. Like, six <gasps> me using tampons wrong and just being in excruciating pain. Oh, and no, because you didn't put it in far enough? I never put it in far enough. Like, no. I don't like no one ever properly mm-hmm. told me. And then like one day someone was finally like, it shouldn't hurt. And I was like, but it hurts every time. And then they gave me like a better demo. And I was like, oh, I had no idea that it could go up that far. Like I had yeah. no idea. I thought it was basically supposed to be half hanging out of you at all times. And I was like, this makes oh. sense. Anyways, we're beyond that. Also, I'm a huge advocate of period panties just for my style. Dude, I want to get some for nighttime, but also I just saw I was served an ad probably because I have children for like teenagers or like young girls period panties. And I was like, oh, I wish that was like because I didn't get my period until I was 14 going into high school. I got it at tryouts for my first high school sport. And but like my friends were getting it. So like the whole time I was paranoid, everyone was like, oh my God, you're going to get blood on your pants or whatever. So like for like a whole year or two, I was like sitting in class. Like every time I stood up or had like butt sweat, I'd be like, is that blood? Is it blood? <laughs> you're like freaking, freaking out. And then you're not like regular, or at least I wasn't. So then like, I didn't know when it was coming again. So that would have been such a relief to like, just be like, oh, you have your period? I'd probably still, for my personal self just still use my menstrual cup and then just have it as like uh you don't have to think about it no worries yeah so nice gosh we are getting faces in society and i'm so happy about it also speaking of not putting the tampon up for enough the first time i ever put a tampon in so i got my period during this tryout had never had my period before they had like a break at lunchtime i lived across the street from school i ran home went up into like you know, my me and my sister shared, she's older than me, shared a cabinet, went in, got a tampon, looked at the diagram, and I was like, seems pretty self-explanatory. I could probably figure this out. Put it in, went back to school. I got down the stairs onto the street, and I was like, that's not going to work. Went back upstairs, took it off, and there was a pad, so I put the pad on because I was like, I don't have time to try again. So I put the, I think I tried twice, actually, but I was like, I don't have time. I put the pad, so I put the pad on, went back to practice. And we had to do like, it was like the day where they were timing all the running and all that stuff. Terrible day to have a pad on, especially your first time ever. Came back home and I was so mad. I was like, I will never 
wear a pad ever again in my whole fucking life. You better come over here and you better show me how to put this goddamn pad on. <laughs> my sister was like, what happened? I was like, it was uncomfortable. Couldn't figure it out. I didn't have time. I was like, you know, just like pissed off. I was like, I ran slower than I know how to run. And I might not make the team I want because of this, you know, being a woman is unfair. And Justin hit me early. So anyway, so she like came in and she's like demonstrated. And then she was like, okay, you try it. And then I was like, it didn't work. Come in here and watch me do it and tell me what I'm doing wrong. So she like watched me and she's like, no, the angle. And I was like, oh, it's it. Oh, okay. Okay. I have figured it out. It's Thank you. Just I appreciate it. Pull. It's not like a. It's not. No, you have to go like backwards in a way that you yeah. wouldn't expect. Mm-mm. Although when you look at a male genitalia while it's erect, and then you think about the way the tampon goes in, you're like, oh, it makes sense. It all fits together. That all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But I hadn't seen an erect penis at that point, so. And also putting that together, that's a lot to put together while you're in the middle of frantically just trying to put on yeah, Exactly. Like frantically bleeding, but trying to go back to play a sport. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> Good times. Did you have anything yeah. that you wanted to make? I did. I did. Good. I'm glad for you. Other countries, they don't have the applicator. It's just the tampon. Yeah. So that's, a, that's the ones that my mom used to have, which honestly I use now because I've gotten over myself. But like, to be handed one without an applicator and just be like, just shove it up there. What do you mean, just shove it up there? <laughs> you can't even shove it. Like, even when it has an app, like, now as an adult, I mean, like, a period for how many years? I'm so, I see them and I'm like, can't. And it's well, like, you don't get that angle right. You don't get the, the, the <laughs> momentum. Like, yeah, the moment, the shooting up. I have tampons that I carry around with the applicator simply for those who are inexperienced with the other kind like my sister will not use one without an applicator and just generally speaking like socially which what's on the shelf it's the ones with the applicators you know and they are easier to put in i don't know if i fully agree maybe because i've never gotten the shooting action correct and therefore (laughs) and then i use your error (laughs) it's fully user error but when you use your error for like 10 years and then you just get yeah. and having it like half shoot out of the thing and then you pull it out and it's still attached. Like tampons and I are, we're not friends. We're really just <laughs> user error all day long. <laughs> Should we talk about books? Yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I remember when Kelsey first read my first book, she was like, so... Like, did she get her period or like <laughs> what happened? Like, she's on a pirate ship and like, was she bathing? And asking really important questions. Let me tell you. And I was like, I was like damn, like, I like, fuck, I didn't think about that. And I was like, are people going to read this and be like, this stupid hoe, like, She's selling her lyric, like she didn't have like the period and like was they bathing. And now that I'm like more in the like romance community, it's like almost an inside, like inside, not inside joke that ranchers and cowboys smell like hot leather, not like cow shit. Pirates are sexy and not like scurvy ridden dirty <laughs> with with like disgusting lice and things in their hair. Yeah. I was just so I just read any holes in Summer's book. I was concerned, but 
now that we've gotten deeper into it we understand i mean i will say also for the period thing like as a reader I don't need very much for you to like, like, let's say a year goes by in the book. I'm just assuming that the character is having a period. Unless you tell me that there is no birth control used. And then I'm like, oh, no, she's going to get pregnant immediately. But aside from that, I just assume that she's living her life and she has a period every now and again. And that's fine. I don't really need you to tell me that because everyone has a period every now and again. Maybe you have it every 28 days. Maybe you have it every 32. Maybe you have it every three months. I don't know your cycle, but... If you're a woman, most likely you're having a period. And so I think it's fine to leave it out if it's not relevant to the plot, because as long as you don't say like something like, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know. Honestly, they could have sex every day. It doesn't even matter because as long as like it's not relevant and then it's not going to be a baby. I don't really care because I know that people have periods and cool. I don't need if it's not if it's not something you want to write about, like I don't think it detracts from it at all. Because I don't fill in the gap. Unless, unless there's raw dogging and then no one's skipping a period, no one's getting pregnant. Because then I'm like, then I'm tense. Shawnee always makes fun of me because get very tense about like there being no mention of birth control. As a very fertile human being, I get very tense about it. So I'm like, now this is going to be a baby book, which is fine. But I didn't, if I don't expect it in the beginning and then it just sidelines me or and then there's just like no explanation. There's no baby, but no explanation. And I'm like, I feel like there needs to be some explanation. The explanation could be she's a magician and she has a magical potion. I don't care what the explanation is. I just need, and maybe it's they're aliens and they have magical sperm and they can sniff for ov- ovulation and they're not coming in her while she's ovulating. Totally fine with it. On board, on board for whatever you want to sell me, but I need an explanation. Yeah, no, I get bothered too. And Summer, you don't even like babies, don't you? Aren't you like not a huge baby person with your books? And books? No, I'm not a big baby person. Like maybe like last page of the epilogue. But this is also something that like I had to like consciously write into the the book I just finished, which is a contemporary. And I feel like historicals, you get a lot of leeway because like they're not half of the birth control methods didn't exist then and you know they just you get a leeway Mm -hmm. but i know in contemporary people like expect there to be some sort of discussion about like protection and birth control so i was like how am i gonna write this i've never written this before and i've been in a relationship with a woman for seven years so like i'm not getting pregnant anytime soon so it's like not something that's on my mind ever and i found a like a very easy switch is just like heat of the moment being like are you clean i'm clean like birth control iud and then like that's all that i was like that's all you need we just need one more two yep me and we talked about this uh, i forget i forget which author i'll have to think about it but she said something like he tore the wrapper with his teeth. And that's all that was mentioned. And I was like, that's enough. I know if he's in the bed with her, I know what wrapper he's, he's not tearing a Doritos wrapper. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what's about to go down. You know what I mean? So that's all I needed. And I think that's great. You're clean. I'm clean. Oh, I'm on birth control. Let's do it. Like, that's, that's plenty. That's plenty. You solved my, I don't have to worry. Out of sight, out of mind. I get mad though when people tear it with their teeth in the books because right. 
told me that that was one of the number one ways to rip a condom. So that was really, really? middle school. So now, right, row. <laughs> I've done that many. Times. Does that? I'm like, okay, <laughs> sexy. However, not safe. <laughs> you know, now that you say that, it totally makes sense to me. I feel like I'd have to like aggressively use my teeth, but I definitely have opened many a condom wrapper with my teeth. There's like a difference of like starting it though, and then just like ripping it in the heat of the moment i mean yeah i don't think i was like <laughs> going i think i was just like peeling it and then like opening it maybe i don't know it's safer to be and then just like that here we go like a dorito trapper like a dr- <laughs> it was melanie harlow who was tearing protein oh yes I thank you for reminding me because <laughs> you know more about my own like, podcast I, than i do <laughs> i realized as you were saying that i was like that's the podcast that i was listening to when like they were talking about contemporary and having the knees for this and i was like i don't know yeah that. sometimes i feel like i have like a fever dream blackout like in in however many weeks when or days when this podcast comes out and i listen to it i'll be like oh yeah oh we oh oh that's so funny i'll like laugh at jokes that you guys have already told because the adrenaline spikes, it all goes away. <laughs> and me and Shawnee have recorded like, I don't know, 170 episodes or 160 episodes, really crazy by now. So it all, it's a lot, it's a lot of books, a lot of authors, mm-hmm. a lot of kinky, fun romance. We love the king. I do too. Speaking of, <laughs> should we talk about books yet? <laughs> and these are my favorite episodes when they're just like, Topic who? Don't know her. I know, Bridget, you had a book that you were really excited to talk about. Did you? Yeah, so I, yes, I did. So I, and funnily enough, it has a surprise baby, but not for the main MC. It's, it's for the other people. So it's called Nanny for the Neighbors. It's by Lily Gold. It's a series. There's three different books about different reverse harem couples or groups, couples. The first one, they're all set in England. She lives upstairs from these three guys who live together. And she's been quietly like pining for them for, you know, especially one of them for years. And he comes and bangs on her door shirtless. And he's like, I need your help. And she's like, <laughs> "With, <laughs> I mean, huh? uh-huh yeah what <laughs> and he's like i have a baby i need help you're a nanny right and she's like oh oh yeah i guess okay yeah what baby so anyway so they go upstairs and it turns out that they have sex with women together and a woman came and dropped a baby at literally dropped a baby with their doorman and said it's one of your babies at six months old like she was going to rehab she's like i can't take care of the baby anymore and they like uh, are bad you know don't know how to take care of a baby they're all in their like mid to late 20s she is as well which i enjoyed because i feel like a lot of times in this book she would have been like 19 or 20 and i was very pleased that she was like in her mid-20s and then she proceeds of course it's reverse harem to fall in love with all of them obviously but i enjoyed it because usually a baby doesn't do it for me in romance for the most part except for like epilogue babies i'm like okay that's fine but this was cool because because her profession was being a nanny she got to be very in charge of like of it not in like a mom way but in a like you don't know what you're talking about and this is normal and you need to trust my expertise you need to buy these items like she got to be very much like in her element with them which i really enjoyed and so they got to see her as like her profession 
as opposed to like, oh, I'm just a lady who lives here and like a nanny. Oh, I can take care of a baby because I'm a woman. It's like, no, she's been a professional nanny for, you know, whatever, five years, six years or something like that. So I really enjoyed that aspect. And then also like, I think reverse harems are, in my experience, although the ones I've been reading are either aliens or some form of non-humanoid, like wolves or vampires or whatnot. They are mafia, uh, perhaps motorcycle clubs, dark romances a lot of times. And I really like, this one was a straight up rom-com reverse harem. Like it's funny, it's like warm, it makes you squee, but also like she's getting the life fucked out of her on the reg and that's what you, that's what she needs. So and it all works out. I absolutely love it. Anyways, I, I really liked all three and I liked her Swedish mountain men reverse harem as well. That one was also good. It was right. You're right, though. Like, there's not many reverse harems that I read about. And I love reverse harems that have that are so wholesome or that have such. Yeah, very wholesome. And it was good. And I feel like it works really well. Like, I'm not going to say that, like, okay, a baby's going to show up and all of a sudden I'm enjoying like a reverse harem. Like, dope. I would love to. But also, like, (laughs) sign me up. (laughs) Hello. Where are they all? (laughs) Sign me up. Like, I've been saying that since I discovered reverse harems. But in this yeah. particular story, like, it's nice because it's like, okay, these two are going to babysit and they're still being fathers. But at the same time, I'm going to go bang this one and we're going to go out on a date and like connect. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, now this one's going to go babysit. Or now maybe we're all going to babysit and bang. And it's like, yes, that kind of like cohabiting. Love that. Yeah. And there was, I mean, there's like a little bit of angst, but it was like fairly light on the angst. There was no danger. There was no, like, even I thought a little bit that the baby mama would come back and it would be like whole, like, oh, she's going to take the baby and like, blah, blah, blah. And like, I will spoil it for you. She's like, no, I don't want the baby back. It's yours. I'll sign away my parental rights. And they're like, phew. But like, that takes place in one paragraph, basically. Like, (laughs) there is no drama about that. It's, it is all about them, like, connecting and, and finding the balance of, you know, her falling in love with each of them sort of individually and then as, like, a familial unit. Yeah, I thought it was good. So highly recommend Lily Gold. You struck gold. Also, I don't know if you guys heard this, but Tessa Bailey is writing a rom-com reverse harem. Oh, yes. Yes. So Tobias. Pretty, but, Tobias, yes, Tobias. <laughs> I'm very excited about it because I love Tessa Bailey, so. I will be signing up for that one when it comes out. Hey, it's Summer editing once again, just to interrupt and throw in there that our membership will have a discount code for the last chapter bookshop, which is going to be doing a book box for Tessa Bailey's rom-com reverse harem when it comes out. So if you want to snag a discount code early so you can use it for that or one of the other many book boxes, you know where to join, thehamembership.com. Okay, okay. Back to the episode. That'll be interesting for Tess Bailey. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like she is, I would say she's my favorite romance author. I'm not sure if I can think of another one who I've read as many books of who, like, all all of, I mean, like, there's been a couple where I'm like, oh, okay, that was, like, maybe three or four stars, but, like, has so many consistent five stars for me. And just, like, the... I'm a huge, huge fan of Dirty Talk. And it doesn't matter how how rom-com-y, fun-feelsy her books are, the moment things get dirty, it gets filthy. And that is exactly the way I like it. That's why I like my life. That's why I like my books. So yeah, I'm I'm all about the the Tessa Bailey. 
Also, we interviewed her and she's a peach. I like her a lot. Oh. I feel like we could be friends if we met in real life. If I moved to Long Island, you know, we could be best friends. <laughs> Details. Summer, what work did you want to talk about? So I throwing it back to my Highlander phase. Ooh. And because I talked about on the podcast before how I read Outlander and then I spiraled and then, you know, so as you know. Yeah. So I feel like Outlander was the door. And then this series was like the stairs down to the basement that like <laughs> reminded me that there were like sexy books out there. Because Outlander, the first book, like once they start having sex, they start having sex like all the time. But then after that, like the sex, I feel like tapers off. I don't know. Also, it was like kind of like ethereal some of the sex scenes you know what i mean it wasn't like like we weren't getting the nitty-gritty anatomy it was more like our souls were joining as he like wound his heart around my heartstrings then i'm like tell me about the dick yeah yeah where's the dick? yeah How's is it? he going fast is he going slow is she excited where are her feet what's happening who's pulling whose hair what's saying so yeah like how wet is she what does she do yeah. like like you know yes. what is he saying to her yeah clean i was like what to read after reading outlander or like the highlander romances is the maya banks series which i don't think we've talked about actually i'm pretty certain we have it it's not indie published which i feel like is fairly unique for in general what actually both of our podcasts talk about is usually indie and it is Maya Banks, the McCabe trilogy, In Bed with a Highlander, Seduction of a Highland Lass, and Never Love a Highlander. And it's, they're like very, there's some, a little bit of action adventure. There's different pairings. You know, there's like the, the like recluse, like quiet woman. And then there's like the brash woman who like fights with swords and doesn't want to wear her dress. And a surprising amount of spice. Maybe now I actually am curious if I like read it, if I'd be like, is this spicy? My one complaint. For, like, for historicals, though, for sure, they're super spicy. I, we read one of her books, not in that, in, in her Highlanders. Not, I don't think we read one of that trilogy, but, and it is spicy, but it, and it's, especially when we read like 10 historicals in a row, I was like, oh, this book is saucy. But she, she definitely writes like the tension and the buildup and the heat and stuff really well. Mm -hmm. I guess it wasn't really a complaint. It was kind of more just like, I guess it's like curiosity in all historicals, but they just like h half of them, they're just like, oh no, like, and we need to be married right the second. I need to claim you. Like, it's going to hurt. And they just like jab the dick in, and the woman's like, what is happening? And then they're like, blood. And then he's like running on to like, wave the the bloody sheet in front of the dad that wants to marry her off and is like sorry dude consummated it and then so there's always like the first like wham bam like this needs to be consummated and then after that they like get to explore the sex mm -hmm. and like it's getting like bridgerton when she like didn't know how babies were made killed me killed me and the mom didn't blur like could not turtle she was like it don't just turtle just no and she was like, no, what? What am I supposed to know? 
And she's That's like, all the dogs, they just knew what to do. Am I a dog? You're comparing me to a dog now? Doesn't she later tell her mom, like, you're wrong for that. You should have prepared me or something like that. Doesn't she get mad at her mom? Yeah. I think she does. It was a big, like, issue in their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I, we read, I don't know if you guys have read Scarlett Peckham's historical series, the Charlotte Street. So hers are, they're kinky historicals, indie published, excellent. They, all of the characters like fool around before they get married. So it's really cool because, and they fool around in different ways. Like I'll, I'll tell you one scene, he climbs into her window and she, they like, or maybe she goes into his room. I don't remember. But they're in the same room and and he's like, we can't. And she's like, I know we can't, but I also want to like be near you. And so he's like, well, what if I just tell you what to do? And so he like tells her to get an apple and to like pull up her dress and to press it against yeah. herself and to think. So he's like in the room telling her, like walking her through how to masturbate. With an apple. And like pushing it against her clit because she doesn't have like, she's not putting it inside. She's just like using it to have the pressure. And, and he like, he like, he like keeps getting closer because obviously he like wants her. And then finally he's like sitting on the bed and she like reaches out her foot and is like stroking his thigh. And that's like what brings her to orgasm. I mean, 10 out of 10, that's a great scene. But again, like I'm a very like verbal. So I like my my sex scenes to have a lot of talking in them because the quiet ones I'm like well I don't I mean like I I I think some writers can write it really sexily when it's like the penis went in here and yada yada but for me it's like how did they feel about that what did they say when that happened like that for me is what like sets me off is the is the the emotions and the and the how they're feeling what they're feeling the vulnerabilities like I want to be in it with you. I want to be in the soup. I want you to stir me up and have a good time. I don't want to be like an outsider looking in. Like, that's no fun for me. But anyways, I really I really do like Maya Banks. Maya Banks is great. The other Highlanders, like a few that I read, were by Lindsay Sands. And those were also good. They were like banging all the time. Yeah, there's actually, it's actually funny. I think I forget the one it was. It was something about a highlander like that was in the title yeah it uh, feels right yeah <laughs> uh, there was a man in a kilt on the front and they were rolling yeah. green hills i bet you <laughs> never marry a highlander shawty like really likes Lindsay sands when we did our our she's very into historicals and Lindsay sands was one that she was like we have to read one of her highlanders um the highlander takes a bride I think that's the one. She has a whole series called The Highland Bride. So mm-hmm. <laughs> forgive me if I'm getting the wrong one, but I think it's A Highlander Takes a Bride. And she, it actually like begins with the heroine stumbling upon the hero, I think, like getting freaky with one of like the milkmaids. And she's like, ooh. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I love a strong start. I live for a yes. start like that. Like, I'm in these books for a reason. I'm in it for the smut. If you want to start the smut on page two, phenomenal. Because page one is a lyric. Anyways, it's half a page. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Half a page. Half, first half page. Kelsey, do you read alien romances? 100%. 
Have you read the Interstellar Bride series by Grace Goodwin? No. Oh my God. <sighs> Treat yourself. Treat yourself, my friend. So writing it down. I'll just tell you because they all start out the same way. So all of the books start with the human women are in a matching program. And the matching program essentially like takes them through a fantasy state and then and then puts all these different elements to see whether they would match better with a single alien or an alien pair or a trio or a, like a beast who like grow like so to figure out like would you they are they into exhibition would they be willing to be like and again this is all happening in like a fantasy dream state that they're like throwing these scenarios into their minds until until the human woman latches onto one of these scenarios and then it like rides through the scenario like is she into exhibition etc so they all literally start in the middle of the fantasy or like the dream or, or whatever you want to call it, the vision or something. And then it, so chapter one basically like ends with the technician waking them up and being like, you've been matched and then sending them to space to be with their, their alien. Highly, 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 highly recommend. The books are exceptionally, exceptionally dirty and delicious. And, and also based on your preference as a reader, you can have ones where they match with one guy. You can have ones where they match with a pair. And sometimes that pair sleeps together. And sometimes that pair doesn't. Sometimes they're all for her. You can match with Vikans. So there's three of them. You can match with ones who rage out and become like a seven foot Atlantan warrior. Like you can just, you know, cyborgs. I mean, whatever, whatever floats your boat. I will say the Vikans have magical sperm. The Prillians have collars where they can all sense each other's emotions. So while they're fucking, they can sense the other person's desire. Top notch. You know, the cyborgs have a little bit of that like outsider feeling where they just need somebody to love them and squeeze them, you know. And the Atlantans like literally grow while they're having sex with them and they have magical sperm that allows this to happen also they have magical I, I joked with Johnny during one of the things I was like this is why I want an alien to kidnap me because they all have like advanced technology and advanced medical stuff so like they'll have sex with this Atlantan warrior and you'd be thinking like well she must be like tore, tore up from the floor up like about to die and they just like wave a wand over her and they're like oh any small bruises you had are all gone any discomfort you had gone oh you're pregnant already good for you like a lot of them do have pregnancy I will say because that's the reason they're like being sent to space is to like populate, you know, the aliens and stuff. But but most of them don't have pregnancy like until like the very end. So, you know, that's like part of it. But it's like it's not like I did about that. They have a baby. mid-book. Anyways, there are so many books there. A lot of them are at your public libraries. So I did not purchase most of them. I like read them all through my public library because they're not on Kindle Unlimited or maybe some of their series are. But I don't think they're but very, very good. Oh, good time. So excited about this. It's been a while. Since a lot of good alien, like really knocked me off my seat. I I honestly, like when I read my first one, this was like at the beginning of the pandemic. And so I had nothing but time. Nothing but time. <laughs> I probably read like 15 in a row. And then I was like, I need to come up for air. Like 15 is maybe too many in one month. Like, I have to stop. But then again, I was like, but I can't go anywhere. I live in L.A. Can't go outside. Can't talk to people. Can't go to the store. We'll read more alien romance. Need to escape. Summer and I did that with Elizabeth Stevens books. 
we just like okay. we down deep and it took a while for us to come back up i haven't read any which what would you recommend where should i start uh here oh she's you're holding one in your head <laughs> amazing summer did you have that on oh board? wait hey maybe i have wait hold that one up what does that say taken to wait maybe i have read that hold on that sounds phyraxia sounds familiar okay i'm gonna look this up later but i feel like Varaxia, I maybe have dipped my toe in. I have four copies of this book. I have the original paperback. I have the special edition hardcover illustrated. Look at him. Look at this ab. Look at her. What does he have? How many abs? All of them. Is it probably eight? And there's, have eight. there's a good mix pack. She's been slowly coming out in the audiobooks. So good. The duet narration. Uh, okay. And then, of course, the ebook. So those are my four editions of just this okay. one first book. Very good. Yeah. Do you have to start at the beginning or can I just like dive in wherever I feel like? You could dive in wherever you feel like, but I would recommend starting at the beginning. A lot of them take place on like different planets or different like types of aliens. So it's not necessary, but they do know the prior characters. Yeah. Okay. When I'm not how the one keeps spoilers, I, I would start from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. We're looking for our 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 fall books that we're about to start reading. And we both decided that we just want them to be as smutty as possible. So I'll add this up to the list. <laughs> Which is we were like, do we wanna read mm, just spicy books? We just want to read like 10 spicy books in a row that are just very spicy. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter the genre so much, but just we're going to start in sort of paranormals for Halloween and just work our way through the spice. Spice is nice. Let's wrap up this episode. And then you, we're going to be continuing the conversation on romance at a glance. So you can listen to the other half. And who knows if we'll stick to the topic. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. But the conversation will continue. But for now, we'll talk to you guys later. And Bridget, where can everybody find you and Shawnee? You can find us by searching Romance at a Glance on the podcasting app of your choice. Or you can head to our website, romanceataglance.com, or on the Tiki Talkie, or on Instagram. We are also Romance at a Glance. So come and hang out with us and chat with us. And of course, we'll have the other episode linked. So for now, toodles. Bye. Thanks for having me.